I woke up in the morning and the sun broke through the open curtains The birds sang too and they said This is a day to celebrate the save of the fruit you So I said okay Hello and Hello. welcome back to P.S. We Have No Plan I'm Peyton Smith calling in from L.A. And this is Emily McManus from the other side in Nashville, Tennessee Oh, oh my gosh So how, how are you? Wait, how are you? Well, I'm good I, um... <laughs> Right before we joined, Emily was like, I like your makeup. And the reason I have makeup on today, which I usually don't, is because I got I dyed my eyebrows and it's such a strange look for me that I'm still getting used to. Aww. And I don't know how much I love it, but I felt the need to like get put like my whole him. face on because I was like, what does it look like with makeup? Maybe it's better. Uh, I got talked into it. Let me see. Pull your bangs away for a second. Let me see it. I think they look wonderful. I mean, I, there's something about eyebrows. Like they make yeah. such, they look so different Yes, like, when they're done and not done. And like, I, I think I'm like you, I'm so used to seeing mine just be like feathery and not much there, but now like everybody's eyebrows are so dark. Yes. That, yes. Right. And I think the woman I went to this fun LA it's called Society Hair Salon. It was really great. I'm definitely going back there. She's wonderful. She cut my hair, gave me more blonde, but she was like, I used to be a makeup artist. Let me dye your eyebrows. You can't even see your eyebrows. I was like, okay. And I can't believe I got talked into it. And I was trying to scrub them with dishwasher soap last night and it didn't work. So it'll fade. You know, it's not permanent. So I'm like, gosh, if anything will fade fast, it's your eyebrows. Yeah. So it's, it's fine, but I that's so good. It's Thank so funny you. you say that because I've been thinking, was it brow lamination or did they just dye it? No, they just dyed them. And I was like brushing them. I put some brow gel in them. And then yeah. I was trying. So that's why they look a little, but no, it was just, they literally just dyed it with hair dye. Well, from over here, you look great. Thanks, girl. You're How welcome. are you doing though? You are not doing so hot. <laughs> <laughs> Your girl is making it. Um, just I sick a day of a, yeah. a week of being sick, yeah. But tested twice, both times negative for COVID, so that's great. Honestly, like that's a win in itself. But the only thing that I can think of is like it's the flu or something because it feels just like COVID did, like body aches and the whole thing. Less body aches now, just like tired, and I've had a sore throat for like six days. Oh God. Oh God. I know. know. And I am, I'm such a baby with sore throat. Like I can kind of power through anything, but as soon as I get a sore throat, I'm like, Oh, honestly, (laughs) I get that. I'm the same way with nausea. That's my thing. Where If I get really nauseous, I can't do anything. I'm such a baby. Honestly, sickness in general. I'm not great with I mean, it. So I, I feel you. like I, I'm same. I'm like, yeah, I can get through if I'm just barfing up everywhere. No, let's go. Let's yeah, no, 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 absolutely. But I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm on the up and up. I am out here napping my life away, but it's Good. okay. <laughs> well, you know, that's sometimes what we need. I feel like that's, oh, it's yeah. been a, such a chaotic time. It's wild that it's already the end of August and September is next month. Like I find life is flying by this year. I don't know about you. Flying fast track. Like my mom's birthday is tomorrow. And so that's Aww. always to me. Yeah. Shout out to mom again. Cause she does shout always out. listen. She <laughs> loved all of the attention she got in the last episode with my brother. Good. Shout out lovesick. Um, but I always think of that as the end of summer and everything. And it's just so wild to think that 
we're there now. We're yeah. back there. And a friend of mine was starting to boil apples and cloves on the the stovetop today and she had a picture and it looks so good and you sent that picture of the cinnamon rolls and like um i just almost called you savannah (laughs) is that your friend's name no i don't even have a friend named savannah (laughs) you can be a little bit of a savannah but everything is going so fast and that's where i was going to sorry it's so freaking fast that I can't catch up and I was the other day I was so excited so I'm like well you know what I don't care if I'm rushing it I'm gonna start fall decoring but then oh yeah I then the illness the, flu, the illness took over the body <laughs> no I get that and we were I know we're such fall fans but um I went to my friend's house in Manhattan Beach or apartment in Manhattan Beach last weekend. And I was, I wonder if they called us out or if I was bringing up the fact that you and I were so excited for fall and like, watch out for the pod, everyone. It'll be great. We're going to talk about fall. And friends like, it's not fall yet. It's summer. <gasps> September is still summer. I'm like, oh my God. A friend of mine did that the other day too, Katie Smith. I was <laughs> like, you know what? It's still what it whatever. is. Feel whatever it is around you. But right? it's making me in my mind and your mind paint. If we want to feel yeah. like it's it's fall, let us be. Exactly. Who is the cares? damn season? Says Taylor Swift. I know. I yeah. know. It's still gonna be blazing hot here. You're yeah. still gonna be wearing your shorts. <laughs> yeah. Like it's okay. Summer is still here for the ones that want summer. But yeah. if we want to have fall in our minds, fuck it. I agree. Um, so this episode, we thought it could be really fun to talk about music. And this was shout out Courtney, one of my friends who just recently visited me. Her and her mom are both listeners of the podcast and followers Thank and love you. I know. And they're Thank so you, sweet. Courtney. And she was saying, you know, since both of you have this, you know, music is a part of your lives and it's an interesting thing that we both sort of have. We should do a music episode. Courtney, we were thinking this and we love this idea. So thanks, Court. Um, And I maybe feel like you could start because you definitely have a really awesome relationship with music and it's been such a big part of your life. And I remember that was one of the things I loved most about you when I first met you and interviewed you for my blog. Well, I'd love to for sure. I feel, I mean, it kind of goes back to just my first memories, you know, from Mm -hmm. driving in the car. I think that's when I fell in love with music. We would just always be driving in the car as a family to trips and whatever. And my brother and sister would be sleeping in the back, but I'd be looking out the window and singing to whatever song was on the radio or what CD my mom and dad had on. And I just loved it. It was, I mean, I just felt like it was part of me I loved it so much and I just so happened to be able to sing and whether I was born being able to sing or it was just something I loved doing so much I was able to you know become a singer in in that sense I don't know but then from there it just blossomed and it was everything like I would actually you know it back up another big influence and why I started music which kind of brings us back to a current event was Greece I would always watch Greece mm. growing up yeah and it was my favorite 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 show my mom introduced it to me and so I would I wanted to be Sandy more than anything and I would make my brother dress up as Danny and dance come on Colin Colin sweet call (laughs) oh my gosh but it was you know it was it was I can take both those back to my childhood so everything just loved loved to listen to music and 
to sing nonstop. You know, what's so funny real quick pause on this is Greece. My, I also was in like love with Greece, loved it so much. And my mom's name is Sandra and her middle name is D and now it's Sandra Williams Smith, but Sandra D Williams was her name. And so she was Sandy D and it was so, so that was like a big moment for my mom and I, we would always share. And so Greece was always part of my life as well. But anyways, just had to say that. That's precious. I'm very jealous. <laughs> I I love that I so know. freaking much. That's I almost so I even thought about the other day of like, should I get my hair cut again just to, like in honor of Sandy? <laughs> I know. I know. R.I.P. Olivia Newton John, right? That's her name. Correct. Yes. So sad. Yeah. Total legend. Total icon. But that's where it blossomed for me, and it just was everything. And I was always the kid, and we've talked about this before. I was to myself. I was shy. I didn't really have a lot of friends. I wasn't invited to a lot of parties. So music was, I think, what I went to a lot for just my emotions. You know, it helped me feel and just kind of feel connected to something when I wasn't really connected to people. Um and my music of choice didn't help with my connection of people in Northern Ohio, but I loved country music I, and I still do. I, I mean, it was everything. And Aww. so you've know, always loved country music. Always, always. And I think it's, I, I really just think it's because of my parents, like my dad would play it in the car all the time and they would also play like oldies like James Taylor, Carol King. And so I love them love Jimmy Buffett. I like have these <sighs> soft spots in my heart for these people. Cause that's when my parents played, but I really went and ran with the country music side of it. And I mean, I became obsessed in, in every way, every way possible. And that eventually led me to going to college in Nashville to study music because as I, my mom's like, I am not letting you go and stand on a corner and sing music and not go to school. It's like, but mom, I want to. I'm an artist. Oh God. <laughs> That's amazing. But thank God she didn't. She and daddy were like, you got to go to school, kid, because I was so scared and here I am not a singer because I was so scared. It's just when you get here, like the town is flooded with the best of every town. You know, it's like you might've been the best in your town. And I was in some sense in in some areas, maybe I, you know what? I was not, that was so ridiculous. No, no, but you felt confident. You were in this upper echelon of creatives in your small town. I feel you even in San Francisco, I felt like creative and fashionable. And now moving to LA, I'm like, Jesus Christ, like, like lowest tier, like creative. I get it. I get it. (laughs) And let me tell you, Medina was no San Francisco. (laughs) So you're about me on that for sure. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyway, I come here and there's just these people are incredible. Like they've been groomed since they were five to be a star, playing music and singing with a band. And they've already recorded four CDs on their own and before looking for a, a record deal. And so it was the most intimidating thing. I was so naive on really what the the world of music was. Since then, since I graduated, I've worked in music the whole time. I worked on the road for a band, How I Met My Husband, and now I work for a producer in town. And so it's it's a lot of my life. It's It still is. I'm trying to get the part back into my life, though, that 
I loved, you know, mm. the part that I fell in love with, like the actual music and the emotion and the, the stories. Cause right now my, my life is music, the bullshit. The behind the children. scenes. The behind no, the scenes. It's, yeah. it's tough. And the music industry is cutthroat and it's can be toxic. I know you've spoken about like you're in this really nice familial kind of comfortable work environments, but still just in general, like that energy is hard. I, and I feel like it's very cool to hear though, that you've stuck with it and that it's been this through line throughout your entire life. Like that's pretty amazing. Even though I know you must have, well, I don't want to speak for you. I want to ask how you felt switching from being in the limelight to being behind the scenes. Like, how was that? Uh, I was never a front man in a band. I would always just mm. do the national anthem. I did open mics. I would sing. I sang at a church, you know, so like I sang for myself or the school before I was here, I was, or before I was in Nashville, excuse me, it was Charleston Southern. And I sang at their little gatherings and things like that. So I was never involved in a sense Got of it. recording a record because I just didn't know that that's what you did until you got a label, you know, like you got a record deal. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know what that stuff was, but I do have to say, like, I never told myself, like, I was not doing that because I did feel like I was, I was giving up on myself and my dream. And there's still times like where I dabble with the idea of, well, should I just do music or record something or just play and write for myself? And obviously the answer is yes. Like, I think you and I talk about this all the time. The answer is yes, for sure. Like, don't you feel, cause you, you play music n nonstop all the time and you're always writing and you do that for, for your love of it. And it's in like an outlet for your creativity. That's yeah. And that's what I was going to, that's where I was going with that last question was like, I feel like a lot of people, if they don't make it, if they're not like, okay, I am the next, whatever, Britney Spears or the next biggest thing, the next Justin Bieber, I've somehow failed. And I just don't find that to be true. Like to your point, music is a big part of my life, but I don't do it as a career path. I don't share it with anyone. I don't send my music to anyone besides I just play it for Luke at night and I play it for my family when they're around and over holidays. And I have many, many journals of songs. Like I have tons of songs I've written throughout my life, but it is solely for the purpose of fueling my passion and making me feel calm and getting stories and feeling all my feelings and being okay with them and all of that. And it serves such a massive purpose in my life, even though it's not, I'm not the next big thing. And that's something that inspires me about you. And it, and I take a page out of that and I, I need to remember to, to look back, like the things that we're doing in life every day, they don't have to be for an, a reasonable or a, yes. an, a, this big outcome or this reason it can be for you, you know? And, and I think throughout this whole journey that I've been on, I lost that. I lost the sight of just loving it for me and how it made me feel and just truly my love of singing. And I'm starting, I'm starting to get back to a place where I realize that. And I think that I'll be able to start to create again, but I haven't in a really long time. And so it's again, intimidating. Mm -hmm. I picked up the guitar for the first time in a year the other day. And I was like, well, I can maybe play three chords so, you know, you have to, you, you take yourself back through starting over again, but how fun you get to relearn yeah. it. You get to really love it. You get to re-fall in love with it, I guess. And you get to kind oh, of yeah. like explore new parts of yourself. I, I feel like it's such a, 
very different, but I'm, I'm restarting my exercise routines again. Like I was such a fitness person and I know I've shared that before and like pandemic has shifted everything, moving shifted everything, marriage shifted, like all these different big moments made me fall out of love with it. And I was sort of just like, I don't want to do this anymore, Mm -hmm. but now I'm trying to restart it. And I do like 20 minute Pilates at home in the mornings and I was sweating and it was so hard. I'm like getting down on myself, but then I'm like, how fun. I have a challenge. Like this is a new, you know, I get to refall in love with this. I get to restart. Like this is cool. Like a 20 minute workout. It, it fuels me right now. And that might've been embarrassing in the past, but to me, I get to restart. And I feel like that's a similar feeling you get with, with trying music again. Like it's, it's a challenge, but it's fun. It's a challenge and it's a good way. And it's a humbler, you know, and, yes. and that's so good for us to be humbled for yes. this, the in those ways, especially in something that we used to just not even think about. Yes, I agree. Right? Because with fitness yep. and I was the same way, fitness and music, it was just like secondhand nature. It was, mm-hmm. it was right there and you're doing it. And now when you're like struggling and it doesn't come as easy or it just feels different, it's, and, and for me, it's uh, my voice. I can't, I don't sing the same way. And I realize cause I haven't been working it's, on my vocals exactly. you know, and, and things like that. And, and I, I see that in my husband, like he is such a good singer Ugh. that I know it's crazy. Like he is such a good singer. And sometimes I hear him like when he's practicing, but like he practices, he practices a lot and it's, it shows. Okay. So is that hard or is it nice that you get to be married to someone with a similar kind of creative outlet, skill, interest? Like, is it challenging at all to have that or is it really nice? I think it's both. Um, mm-hmm. That's definitely what we bonded on at first. Just like, well, I would say music, but also just like the depth of music. We really like to go deep into like talking about it and how it makes you feel and all the emotions aligned with it. But at the end of the day, there are moments where I go, I don't want to talk about music anymore. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's like, I don't want to talk about music because it's everything from, it's not just our jobs, but it's things that we like, or it's things that we've listened to or, or what our friends are doing. Literally. I mean, we do have friends that are in music here, but they're, they're not many. So most yeah. people here, everything revolves around that. So it's everything that you're doing. That's part of the conversation. And it could be all of a sudden it's eight o'clock at night and we're just finally just sitting down to talk and I'll be like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I just can't talk about music. That's fair. That's fair. And that makes sense. Well, one, I'll share my little. Let me have it. I want to hear everything on your perspective of this because it's, I feel like even though we have different paths, it's going to be the exact same. I was going to say so many similarities. Like I remember since I moved around a lot as a kid traveling and like music was a really just something that I listened to on long road trips or when I was sitting and my parents were in open houses. I remember the little iPod, like the little, I had, I had an iPod when I was a kid, not a oh CD my God. or, or I mean, whatever it's called. Mine was a cassette player first. <laughs> it definitely it. was. Yeah. But it was the constant. Yes. And it was a constant. And I was always singing. I was always like, I was always obsessed or some pop star. Like I wanted to know how and why they were the way they were. And like, how did I follow in that footstep? And I did all the plays and I was Dorothy in the in the Wizard of Oz in seventh grade. I remember I was so nervous, but it was like the best kind of thing ever. Like I was oh. singing in front of people and memorizing lines. I, I was in love with it. Like I was like, this is my path. And then 
it just didn't give me social capital. You know, it came to a time where it was like, this is lame. Like you can't be in musicals and, and date boys. Like I felt embarrassed as awful as that is to say. And I took piano lessons growing up. I took voice lessons growing up. And then again, it came to a point where I was like, my friends were like, where are you going? And I was embarrassed to say piano. I was embarrassed to say, and that sounds silly now because it's a big part of me and I'm open about it. But I think there, there is a time where I was like, okay, I'm self-conscious and this is weird. And then I also, um, both sides of my grandparents were very musical. Like my Grammy and pop pop, my mom's side bought me my, my first piano when I was little oh. and really loved to watch me play. I would do dance performances in front of them. They oh. loved that. They fueled it for me and they were really musical themselves. My pop pop built me a record player and I, you know, it, it was amazing. And we would listen to old songs. He left me a bunch of records. He just recently passed. And so Mm. it's a really special thing for me on that side. And then my dad's side, his mom was a music teacher at his local high school and his aunt went to Juilliard and played. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's like a big part of his life. So, so my family on all sides were like, this is such a cool thing and almost not forced us, but we're like, you're going to play an instrument and you're going to be in a musical and you're going to try it. Um, and I'm so glad we did. Like I did ballet. I did the whole docket of performance type things mm-hmm. until it embarrassed me mm-hmm. was one thing that stopped me. And then the second thing that stopped me was in seventh grade, my piano teacher tragically died in a oh. car accident, which was super hard for me. And I was, I was like, yeah. I also had a very close friend, Elizabeth Warsham, who died when I was eight in a car accident. So this was the second person that had died that was in an awful car accident before I was even in, in eighth grade. So it was yes. like this really young, lots of these traumas. So it, it sort of messed me up with music and, and piano and all these different factors basically. And so I stopped and then in high school, I got into sports and that did give me a lot of social capital and, and, and colleges were noticing me. And I was realizing I could go to an Ivy league school and play a sport. And it was fun. Of course, I loved playing, but I missed music. And it was like, and even in, and then in college, I was luckily able to bring it back. And I took music classes every year and, um, brought my record player. Luke bought me a keyboard. Like I was slowly integrating it back into my life. Um, and now like, like you were saying earlier, I write songs now and I'm, I'm back into it and I play piano every day. I listen to music constantly. I'm, I go on long hour walks in the morning and night and exclusively listen to music. I, I want to get back to where you are. And I kind of like, I just love your journey because I, it's so funny how you left it for social capital and I almost stayed with it because of that, yes. because yeah. I was just like anti, I don't care what you think. Like, this is what I love. And I just like dug in e- even deeper but now I'm kind of at a jaded spot, which mm-hmm, sounds so mm-hmm. like crazy. No. But I mean, yeah, you know, just like anything, once if you have a passion and it turns into your job, like it's just going to happen. That's just the way it goes, you know? That's my fear with ever monetizing it. And Luke, when he's like, you should do something with this. And have you ever looked, you're, you're in LA now. Like, is there anything you could do with this? And I'm like, I don't know. It's scary because it's now my safe space. My It's so fueling. It's so wonderful. It's such an outlet. It's scary to think like, 
Oh, and now that you just how you said that your safe space, and if you were to you were to lose that, that would be tragic in a sense yes. because it's everything for you. I think now, you know, seeing it as we've gotten older, you would have more control, and I feel like I would too. That's why I feel like a little bit more secure about jumping back into it, just a little bit more, and for myself, and to do whatever, do, like whatever I want, because you know a little bit more who you are now mm-hmm. and what you'll stand for, and like whatever you do with it or don't do with it, it's on your terms. And I think that's something we have even with this podcast. I remember way back when I like our first recording of this, it'd be funny to go back and look at it because we were so nervous. We're both sort of like, didn't want to talk over each other. We're both like, how do we do this? And now we're riffing off each other. We can record hour long episodes. Like it's crazy to see it's you know everything no it's everything what you just said about the 20 minute plotty is like it was we were out yes. of shape and we had never done it before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. we had never done it before and now not that we're ready to run a marathon but we're we're starting to see the muscles build yes and it's infiltrating i think different parts of ourselves too like this creative outlet and, Peyton, right and having a positive kind of finding our voice being able to talk being able to be creative, yeah, business savvy, all these things are fueling other parts, at least for me. I think so. I feel the exact same way. And I feel like it's helped me just like kind of grab my confidence a little bit more because I've talked about how I struggle with that and and figure out my goals and know that like yes. I can do it. We can do this. Like this yes. podcast has given us a place to just kind of air how we're feeling. Hi, Freddie. Hi, Freddie. <laughs> Get a little nose action in there. <laughs> um, Freddie is my dog, if you don't know that, <laughs> <Yeah>. everybody. <laughs> what was they saying? Oh, I just that this, some, what I had maybe been searching for and maybe what you are searching for, and we don't know what that is yet, but so far it has enhanced parts of our lives that we did yes. not maybe didn't expect I didn't expect yes. it like I didn't me expect either. me to feel better about like yeah we can do this like okay I have the confidence now to go out and be like yes okay I maybe I will try and record that with you or okay these are these are actual goals that I want to achieve this mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. and also just like if as we get into business and do more things like it's just helpful to know how to small talk start conversations ask the right questions like Right. You know, bring in new people. It's been fun to interview a few people and we're going to continue to do that as well. It's been, it's, it's really awesome. But I think bringing it back to music and everything, I think the thing that you and I really always love and what we love about this podcast as well is telling stories and just getting together for an hour and talking. And I think that's what music, why it's so important to me is it's so emotional and it's so story-based and it's so like it evokes feelings like that's what it's all about and and getting people together and listening to this thing it's just it's like the best thing in the world i don't even know oh. if there's anything better than that no you're giving me chills like there's there's no feeling like it there's no. no feeling like it in the whole wide world and my dad says this no hang with me but my dad <laughs> said this about the marine corps he said 95% of it sucks and it is absolutely terrible and you don't know what why you're doing it but that other five percent you can't get that feeling anywhere else and I and I'm sure people can relate that to so many things but I relate that to at least my job in music Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. because the work of it sucks Mm -hmm. but when you have that five percent when you have that musical moment and you're in that space and you're here and it's just like oh I mean it's 
I there aren't any words like the feeling is unbelievable and then if you can share it with people and you can just look around and smile it's just I mean it's out of this world it's totally out of this world and right it's so yes it's so special I've been so I feel like I've been so lucky to experience some of that like in the studio with my boss and the records that he makes and I it's just been a joy and a, and a privilege to be able to listen to music actually being made. I can't imagine. What is it like being it's, in a studio? I've never been in one. Oh my gosh. It's sometimes it's, it can be super boring and there's nothing going on because they're just setting up microphones and getting sounds and it takes, sometimes it can take days, you know, these, however they're recording music. Some people do completely digital, which is probably standard these days, all on a console. Okay. <laughs> but then some people like other engineers like to go back a little bit and use analog or tape what they um record to. And so that's just a lot more like hand on microphone setup. Mm. And I'm saying all this in my friends are going to pummel me because I am not explaining this at all. Right. <laughs> but it's so incredible to watch just like some of the the greatest musicians that I was in the studio a few months ago and the drummer, his name is Matt Chamberlain. He plays for everybody in the world and he did the last Kanye record and he's just he's awesome. It's so wild. And my boss, Frank, Frank Liddell, um, he just puts them in there. They listen to a song that's normally just like a guitar vocal. So it's just somebody playing the acoustic mm. guitar singing the song so it's at its rawest nature and then he goes all right see what you want to do and then he just throws them all in the studio and they just play and they just play over and over and over and each time they'll add different things or they'll feel something in the moment and it gets really funky and that he's so wonderful about giving them the creative space and the room to do what they do best because he knows like that's what they do he puts the people in the room that he knows will work best together. And then he just lets them have it. And it's magical. Wow. Magical. Wow. So do you ever get to go in and like record and like play around in the studio or is it pretty professional and like there's a schedule and how's it run? It's pretty professional. I think if I wanted to like run in there and be like, like they would be fine with it because we have such a good relationship now, but no. And also I would be mortified too. <laughs> These people, their musicianship is out of this world. I mean, out of this damn world. It blows my mind. They can play any instrument and wow. not just play it, but they're masters of it. It's to be determined, but the engineer asked me, I think he does want to record a song, but I'm hesitant. I mean, to I totally get that. And that environment, you're like, it's like me doing Pilates in, at the Olympics. It's like these like incredible, <laughs> it's like. The, the fear you have yeah. around doing something alone is so different than when you're with experts and, and masters of these things. But at yeah. the same time, like, I don't know, with all these creative things, I don't know if you can even, there's, there's skill sets involved, but I feel like everyone can play in the arena. Like it is, it is yeah, right. Right. It's all about confidence. It, it is. is all about comments. Like if you go in there and you do the best clap, yeah. but you're doing it with confidence. It's like, fuck yeah man like and, like, <laughs> exactly. it. like and these guys they are those people they're like yes 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 and it's so true it's the confidence and so that is one of my goals to work on Love my confidence that. 
I really love that. Okay. When I visit you, because I do want to come yes. visit Nashville, can we please go to the studio? Cause that would be uh, a thousand percent. A thousand percent. <laughs> yes. We can make, we can make anything happen. I promise <sighs> you. That sounds so like whatever, but no, we're going to get you in the studio and we're going to get and we can record some of your stuff too, because I feel like yours is just going to be a dream and you're ready. It's... I'm not ready. You're ready. I'm definitely not ready. And that's the thing. I, I feel like I love to sing. It's fun, but I think the part of it that I love so much is the lyrics. Like I love being a songwriter and that's yes. something that I feel like I, and I don't know much about instruments. Like I only know how to play the chords that I like to sound it like, and then the, the words, but that's all There's, you need. If you get in a room with with other people with other skill sets, you could maybe make something amazing. So I, that's I exactly how it is, Peyton. We have songwriters at our on our, at our company that they don't play instruments. They're they're the singers. They're the singers and the lyricists. And some people are like that. And it's once again, they're very confident in what they do, and they bring it to the table. You know, and it's yeah. and I think music has taught me that like you don't have to be the best in my mind. It's like, yep. you have to be the best, but you don't, you just have to be confident in what you can bring to the table. Yeah. I can totally see that. I was starting to write a blog post this week about, about digital media and how that was something that I grew in yeah. confidence in and starting the blog and starting this podcast with you and starting kind of a brand buildings type thing. I, I was like, all right, when is this thing going to take off? Who's going to notice it? When is it going to, you know, but it, it helped dictate, wow, you really love this stuff. You should look into digital media companies. And that pushed me to look at TikTok. And I was like, wow, you really love music. This is a sound on app. That's all around dancing and fun things and being creative. Like I never would have done that. Had I not started this blog, had I not understood myself, had I not tried right. the digital media thing. And of course I'm working with these people that, you know, I work with a guy that was the videographer for those 72 questions with Vogue, 73 questions with Vogue. Oh my gosh. Like someone who was Burberry's creative director in London and worked at a fashion week and someone who was like the producer of Sesame Street, someone who was named Marvel movies, like these incredible projects. And I'm like, I started a blog, (laughs) you know, but it's the but, same core skill sets. And it's like, I'm just at a different level, different point in time, different point of view. And I still have something to bring to the table. And I'm yes, so grateful Paige. I bring it to the table. And I feel like that's, it, I don't know. It's something that, that I think transfers over in anything you want to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you just have to, you have to see it within. Yeah, definitely do. And I just, that's incredible one, all that, but you're, but you're right there up with them. And I, and I say this to friends all the time. And it's one of those things where when you say to somebody, but you really need to take it in as yourself, Mm -hmm. you're there for a reason. Like people, there's a lot of people out there and you are chosen to be where you are for a reason, no matter what. Something fun that we could do to sort of like wrap this all up and end this, but is name some songs, musicians, artists, things, sounds, things that have like stuck with us throughout all of time. And this is top of mind for me because we just hung a bunch of records on our walls and I was looking through all my old records. I'm like, what, what has been that for you? Do you have a list? My top memory, go-to favorites, everything song slash singers. Yeah. Slash bands. Yeah. Love that. Okay. In no particular order, but Kind of. I'm going to try and do like a quasi order, but sometimes it changes and just like my mood and whatnot. Mm. But for memories, it would be, I'm not going to explain. I'm just going to go all the way down. Love. Uh, Jimmy Buffett, Come Monday, George Strait, Carrying Your Love With Me, 
the Ataris, probably the whole album, So Long Astoria, very angsty, very high school. Love it, love it, love it. That one I had to have a little asterisk on because it's just so good. Everything the Ataris. Um, Anything the Dixie Chicks, anything Faith Hill, Shania Twain. Uh, Let's see here. James Taylor. Um, I'm sorry, Freddie. (laughs) James Taylor, um, Gone to Carolina, just everything. And then I would say going down then to musicals. Grease, and then anything from Disney shows. The Little Mermaid, top-notch music, right? Top-notch. Then Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin. Those were like my top three that I would sing nonstop throughout the day. I'm going to go with that. What a list. Oh, you like knew it. Um, That's Well, it's because I... (laughs) Yeah, you're like, I live this. This is my life. No, no, no. It's because I just like listen to the same things over and over well, I want to listen to some of those. So maybe we can write okay. each other. T- I know way back Let's when we it. wanted to do like a playlist of our lives, but I want to make us make each other playlists of our lives yes. and maybe we can share it, you know, on our Instagram or something for yes, everyone else. Yes, too. yes. We could all, That'd we be could, fun. Yes. I have an idea. Sorry. Okay. We will talk off okay. air. Great. Can't <laughs> wait. Um, Stay tuned, everyone. So I think some of mine that came to, okay. So transcendentalism, death cab for cutie, also very angsty. Um, for Emma, Bonnie Vare. I like really angsty kind of singer songwriter type of things. Nora it. Jones. I love, I love, um, the Beatles, anything the Beatles has ever done. I'm just like, I'm, ugh, they're just an amazing band. Um, the shins, if you've heard of them, I, I love have heard of them, but I've not listened. It's very quiet, soft girl, like soft. They're not girls, but it's like soft kind of energy <laughs> for me. That's how it, Lana Del Rey, same sort of thing, like that vibey um, music. I love um, Fleetwood Mac. Stevie Nicks is one of my yes. favorite people, fashion as well. And then more modern stuff. I love Tickets to Our Downfall, Tickets to My Downfall, Machine Gun Kelly fan. Um, Harry Styles, Harry's House oh. is one of my favorite albums. I'm sorry, interjection. So good. I don't know. How I forgot One Direction, bless me. I'm so, so sorry. Oh my God. Let's unpause. Back to you. I love boy bands. Like, we love a good boy band. Who love does them. it? They're so fun. Um, And yes. And then what else? Phantom of the Opera for musical type oh. stuff. I love Annie. Those are the ones that are coming to mind. I mean, I, I'm certain I have a lot more. And I love the Discover Weekly feature on Spotify so I can find new kind of interesting artists. Like one of my favorite songs right now is Miss Summer by O-D-I-E. O-D? O-D? Oh, um, okay. Really like good, puts me in the best mood when I'm walking. I feel like I'm in this indie movie. Like it's the best soundtrack. So anyways. Oh, amazing. Okay. So I'm, yes. I'm excited. I'm about. I'm excited about the soundtrack to my life. Everybody should stay tuned for that too, because I think that that could be something really fun. fun. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you, Emily, for sharing your musical history. I love hearing. I thought this was such a fun episode. I hope you had fun too. And thank you, Peyton, for sharing everything and just your love for music. And I know I'm not just speaking for myself that I can't wait to hear everything that you've created because it's, I just, it's going to be magic. I woke up in the morning and the sun broke through the open curtains the birds sang to and they said this is a day to celebrate